couldn't have picked any. The last two songs couldn't have been any closer for uh, for the thoughts that's on my heart this morning, and uh, the fact that I, I like that other one too. That the one we believe, and and a lot of times you don't hear such gospel brung out in some of the maybe even the contemporary songs, but but every part of that part that course about believing and. And especially the first part where it says, we believe in the crucifixion. We believe in, and a lot of people, a lot of people believe in the, in the praise or in heaven or things like that, but we believe in the crucifixion. It's got to be. It's got to be. I tell you, it's got to be. We got to get there first. The old, the old covenant even, even had that symbolism, you know, with the altar. The first thing you, that they seen when they come through the altar, to, through the through the old temple, into, was the altar, was the sacrifice, the crucifixion in our covenant. It's the first thing we'll see if we ever see God or see anything to do with God. It'll be as we see through the crucifixion, and that's how we need God to see us. God must see us through the crucifixion, or He'll see nothing but filthy rags. Amen. Amen. Oh, he loves us. Uh, I must confess, too. I must confess. I thought I had two weeks till Easter. I don't know what happened. I don't know where I was at. I kind of mentioned that a minute ago. So so I had been planning all along to have this two-week thing on the cross. Somebody take a deep breath. <gasps> no, I'm not going to try to give it all to you today. I really not. I really not. But I am just going to condense. I'm going to read the entire passage that I was going to read just because to get to the main point that I would actually been going for uh, next week, which is now Easter. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get me a better calendar. I can tell you that right now. I just ain't got a good calendar. My calendars ain't working. But uh, I want us to look this morning. I want us to look to Luke. And it, let's stand. Let's stand. I want to pray. I want to pray. And I'm going to let you sit down because this is a little lengthy passage. But I wanted to read this, this passage about the crucifixion and about the cross this morning. And... Uh, I want us to get a hold of something that's really just one strong, one strong point in it that I want to work to. Uh, but the whole passage is so, so valuable and so valid and so important uh, that we believe in it, that we believe in the crucifixion, the whole part of it. So uh, I'm going to ask Brother Angle to pray over this, this uh, scriptures that I'm going to read and the rest of our service. Thank you, Brother. Father, in the name of your precious Son, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you for the ascension and all that goes with the gospel. Hallelujah. Your word have we hid in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Help pastor this morning as he breaks the bread of life to us. Let us all rejoice in the fact that the crucifixion is a done deal and the resurrection is a done deal and our resurrection is in the future and it's a done deal in the mind of the Father and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Come on. Bless his name. Thank you, brother. Come on. Bless his name. Come on. Hey. Amen. 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 You, you can be seated. I know we usually stand for the reading of the word, but once again, it's really lengthy, and I don't want to wear you down.
And I want you to just, just kind of take in the scriptures as we read them this morning. But uh, starting in, in, in Luke, like I said, this is kind of uh, at the tail end of the trial and what have you, but it picks up where the crucifixion begins. And it says this, Pilate therefore willing to release Jesus spoke again to them, but they cried, they, the crowd, the crowd, and that's important, remember that. They cried saying, crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, why? What evil hath he done? And I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices requiring that he might be crucified. The voices of them, who? The crowd, the crowd. And of who? The chief priest prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that he should be as they required. And as they released unto them uh, that for sedition and murder was cast into prison whom they had desired but delivered Jesus to their will. And they led him away. They laid hold of Simon, a Cyrene, coming out of the country. And on him laid they the cross that he might bury it after Jesus. And they followed a him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented him but Jesus turning unto them said daughters of Jerusalem weep not for me but weep for yourselves and for your children for behold the days come in the which they shall say blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bear and the paps which never gave suck then shall they begin to say to the mountains fall on us and the hills cover us. For if they do do these things in a green tree, what shall they be done in a dry? And there were also two male factors, two criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the male factors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And as they parted his remnant and cast lots, and the people stood beholding, and the ruler and the, the rulers also with them derided him, mocking him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him, offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And the subscription also be written over him in the letters of the Greek and the Latin and Hebrew, This is king of the Jews. And one of the male factors which hanged, on, hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Truly, I verily I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent 
in the midst. And then, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. And now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And all the people, there they are again, all the people that came together, to the sight, beholding the things which were done, smoked their breast. Smoked their breast. Smoked their breast and returned. Thank you for your word, Lord. Bless it for this congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The cross, the cross. One of, uh, as you just title it that, Dustin, the cross, the cross. But one of the things, I, I just want to bring out a couple things as we head somewhere this morning. One thing that I see in this text uh, that I already knew, but I want to bring out, that you already know, but I want to bring out, is, is that the cross divides. The cross divides. It separates and it divides. Uh, it just really has become and actually is even in this text, but also it has been for eternity, for, for several thousand years since the cross now. It has become a spiritual divide. A spiritual divide, a great spiritual divide. Here's what I want you to think about this. Every day, and especially this morning, I don't know why, but I was coming up the road. I had these thoughts on my mind, but I was coming up our road, and, and some of y'all uh, maybe not familiar with this uh, as, as maybe I, as some of the rest, but uh, when I come up out of Craig's Creek, uh, actually I go right to where Craig's Creek forms. There's a little little old swampy place there. It's not very pretty. You don't think it's very much to it. But it's where Craig's Creek begins. It's, it's, it's at, the, at the spring head. And it's at that place that uh, I don't even know if the sign is still there. I know the sign used to be there. But there used to be a sign there. Somebody might have, in my neighborhood, somebody probably cut it down and used it for firewood by now. But, but it used to be a wood sign there that said, that said the Great Continental Divide. Great Continental Divide, and it was right on that spot. This is right on where Craig's Creek goes down towards my house, and, and all the rest of the water heads to the New River. And it's at that place, at that place to where two bodies of water uh, uh, begin to go in totally opposite directions. It's a great divide. And this morning as it was raining, as we was coming by that very spot, and like I said, I don't even know if the sign's still there or not, but at the very spot where I know that divide, it's plain to see. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all y'all been on other places. There's on the Blue Ridge Mountains and various other places, down Satan Creek. There's the Continental Divide. And, and it's where the, the eastern slopes and the western slopes shift and things go different. And there's even a place in Montana. This is kind of beside the point, but I remember this from geography. There's a place in Montana. I used to like geography and history, by the way. But there's a place in Montana, and I forget, one of the state parks out there, uh, uh, where, where, where it it's actually divides and goes into three places. Well, uh, water will go to the Pacific at this one place, and water will go to the Atlantic, and water will go to the Antarctic, to the Arctic Ocean, rather, all from that one spot. And that's beside the point because we just really need to dwell on two, but I thought you might enjoy that nugget. A little geography for you this morning. But at this spot this morning, as I was coming by, and it was raining, and, and I got I, here's what I thought about it. As we got right to that spot, 
right to that spot. And this, the rain was hitting my windshield pretty good. Here's what I thought. Ain't it amazing how two raindrops can start in such close proximity of each other? How they can begin so high up together and begin their descent upon this earth and, and get right to a certain spot and land maybe within even millimeters of each other and one have this destination and one have isn't that amazing? And, and that, that's where the Lord just really, really put into my heart. That's the great eastern divide, but the great continental, but there is the cross. The cross that is the great spiritual divide where, where, where souls can be so close to each other. So in this place, some of you are elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder with people, but, but it's the cross. That will determine to which way you flow, to which way you'll go from this place. It's the cross. It's not, it's not the songs and it's not the specials. It's not the, the, the programs. But it's this pivot place. It's this place called the cross. And it's plain in this scripture. Uh, they was all uh, gathered and it's no plainer than that when we see the two male factors, one on this side and one on this side and Christ in the middle. And it was so plain to see how that, that they being so alike in nature, so alike in crime or sin, so alike probably in personality, but, but it was at the cross where a great division happened. And one began his descent towards paradise, his, his, his upward trend towards paradise, and the other lost, lost and damned, lost forever. It's the cross that, that makes this great divide. And I see that not only in that story, but in this whole passage, that there was a great division going on, and it was over the cross. And this morning... It's why it's imperative that we believe in this crucifixion. It's imperative that we believe in the work of the cross. Because, because in it, it has our eternity. Which side, what way we shall flow. It's the cross. Now look at this story. One of the reasons I know that to be for sure because these two men who are almost identical but end up in total opposite places were all dependent on their response to the cross. It was all about their response and how they responded to, this, to the cross and Christ that was there. I just want to tell you, that's the heart of it. And here's what I know about the cross this morning. You can sit out there and listen to me this morning and, and, and listen to the cross, but, but here's the thing. The, the message of the cross demands a response. It must have a response. I'm going somewhere, so you just travel with me just as easily as you can. But it demands a response. I see it in this story even. It's several places. There were some that were raged, enraged, engulfed with anger even. Some of them, and for whatever reasons, I, I grant you that the one male factor that raged out and railed out, I guarantee it was pain. Some, some of you, some of you, you might know what I'm talking about by being in pain. Sometimes, sometimes you're, 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 you're acting anger even towards the cross or to the work of God. Sometimes it hurts so bad. So many various things. Some mocked. Some scoffed. Some said... Thought it was foolish. 
that this is all foolish. Most, most that, that reject always think that the preaching of the cross is foolishness. Think it's of, of no, no use, no wise. Some were no doubt offended. The cross has an offense, the Bible teaches us. It has an offense. You thought the law was offensive the last three weeks. Well, I'm going to tell you what, the cross has an offense. It does. And it's, and it's how we respond to these things. Amen. Amen. Some, some, some like Simon the Cyrene, no doubt his response was to help Jesus carry this cross, this gospel, this hope. There's a lot of folk in this church this morning. You've, you've responded like Simon, and you take the burden of the gospel. You take the weight of the message. You take the hope of eternity, and you're not afraid to carry it, even though it's painful, even though sometimes it demands sacrifice. You're like Simon, and you've responded. I helped carry this load for years. Some of these people have carried this load like Simon. The Simon. They, they have decided, I will take the cross. I'll carry that load. Amen. Amen. Think about this. Even creation in this story. Creation couldn't stand it. Creation even. Everything that God made, the sun, the mountains, everything that God made that day, for three hours, for three hours, from the sixth hour to the ninth, for three hours, creation said, that's enough. We, we can't. It, it demanded a response for even creation. And it went black. It just got dark. All the creation shifted and moved. And there was quakes. And there was movement in the earth. Because of the cross. When you've really seen the cross and you've seen it in all of its clarity. It moves your world. It moves men and it moves in them in their world. And it causes them to, to reorder their whole world. Yes. Everything shook. And it got black that day. The sun refused to shine on this event any longer. And it cloaked it in darkness. Amen. cross while in eternity in the heavens they began to celebrate they began to, to bring out a new song as it was in Revelations 5 Dusty read that for me or put it up so I can read it Revelations 5 and this is what began to happen in, in eternity this was, their, this was their response. And they sung a new song saying, Oh, thou were they to take the book. And now they are open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, every tongue, and every people, and every nation. Verse 10, And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And verse 11, And behold, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them were about 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. In verse 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy! That was the song of heaven. When it went black on earth, the heavens were shouting, Worthy! Heaven was shouting, Worthy! Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy was the Lamb that was slain. Worthy was the Lamb to 
slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy. Earth may have went dark and earth may have went black, but the heavens lit up with a song they've been waiting for thousands of years to sing. Oh, they wanted to sing that new song in heaven. Hey. Woo. Worthy. Worthy. two big hands even God responded God responded God responded with two big strong invisible hands and it rushed into the temple and it ripped into the, the, the veil that was separated man and God and God from man and it ripped it in two Woo! At the cross. At the cross. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. The cross. The cross was built to repair all that human failure had messed up. It was why the eternities were, were excited because everything that man, everything that man had destroyed, everything that collectively that man had brought to ruins, I'm going to tell you what the law couldn't repair. We've been preaching on it. Oh, you didn't think I'd just go preach the law and leave it, did you? No, no, we was headed for the cross. Headed for the cross. What the law couldn't repair, the cross can repair. It can repair to anybody who submits. The cross, here it is. Here's the whole point of the whole message. The cross corrects. The cross corrects. The cross is for correction. And where the law did fail, the cross is still for correction. And where the law failed, now the cross is perfection. It's perfect. Where, where, where human failure, when human failure put, see human failure did that. Human, what we're reading this morning, human failure put Christ on the cross. Do you realize that? Human, human failure put Christ on the cross. The whole collection of it. We could look to this day, but this day just reflects our day. You could look before that day. You could look at the failure that they had in the law, or you could look anywhere at a point in time, but it was still going to be human failure. In this day, it's several things there as he was on the ground. See, religion had failed. Religion had failed in this day. Religion has failed in our day. Religion is failing. 
That's why the cross was needed. Religion failed because they had become jealous. Here was the Son of God. Here was the one who done no evil. For what will you crucify me for? For what, what, what bad, what evil? They could find none but jealousy. Jealousy and intimidated and, 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 and insecure over, uh, threatened by his, his power, threatened by his authority. See, that's, you can tell when it's religion, when someone is threatened by the authority that what God's wanting to do or, or what, the, what God's trying to do. Am I telling it? So they was jealous. That's just part. That's just part of this. Don't don't look at the don't look at the religious leaders with a long nose. Now that's just part of the collection of our human failure. Amen. Culture, culture had failed. Culture helped put him there. Culture helped put him on the cross. They thought there he was trying to restore all that culture in the world could enjoy, and they thought he was a nuisance. They thought culture, culture looked at him in that day the same as they do in our day. Only difference is we got news about it today. We got CNN and all that junk <laughs> that helps broadcast. And they think Jesus is a nuisance. They think you that love him are a nuisance, by the way. Hey, you figured that out? They think you're a bother. But they thought Jesus was a nuisance, and especially when it come to how they wanted to live and the way they wanted to live their life and their lifestyle. You're just a nuisance. You're not really helping. So they, culture failed. It's the same as our day. Culture helped put him on the cross. But it goes deeper. Even his own people. The ones he came to. Then a Jewish nation, but it'd be no different in our day. He stood out of many a church and knocked. Saying, I'll come in. But his own people helped put him on the cross. It was this part of the collection of human failure that the cross came to correct these Jewish people. They were disappointed in him. That's why he put him on the cross. They were disappointed. Religion was jealous. Secular was intimidated. His own people disappointed. They wanted him excited to begin with. Y'all know, know what I'm talking about. I'm talking church stuff now, ain't I? Excited to begin with thinking Jesus would affect this and Jesus would affect that. And he's going to kick Rome out and we're going to set up the kingdom now. Not seeing the cross, not seeing the work that must be established. Even his own people helped put him on the cross. I go a little bit further. Even his own followers, his own disciples, the ones that followed so close. Their failure. What was their failure, preacher? Their failure was they, they misunderstood him. They were confused by him. They didn't understand they, they had no idea. They got His disciples got confused by what he had done, what he was doing. I guarantee you, I just guarantee you, the night, the night that he came, Judas had betrayed him. I guarantee you, Judas was probably expecting some display of great power and of, of great heavenly host coming in, and we're going to get this thing rolling. And I guarantee you, when he put his arms out there, confusion, so much so that some of them, 
were offended and they run and they hid. Some, dis, some, 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 some refused to be associated with him. Some, some denied him. Some headed plumb away from him. Abandoned him. Betrayed. But all this is just the collection. It's, it's just the collection. Though this is just a pull, we pull this out of the times of 2,000 plus years ago. We can pull it out of the same times because it's the same collection of human failures that the cross came to correct. The cross came to correct every bit of this. This is a total collection of human failure. He came to repair all of humanity. From the cross. From the cross. <laughs> By the end of the day. Now I've really had to do some short. Y'all know me. I'm well on to my closing. I'm well, I'm getting there. I'm narrowing it down. I said I'm getting there. I'm narrowing it down. I have got lost on the way though. I've got lost within a few miles. Amen, amen. By the end of the day, here's what I see in this whole story. Everything that I've brought, I brought all that out. I didn't just bring it out just to fill up a little time. Oh, no, I, I've had to edit. I've got way more than enough time or material for time. No, I had to edit, but this was an important piece. This collection of human failure was an important piece because it really shows what the cross was about. And at the end of the day, when you read this story, at the end of the day, I see what happened. The cross had worked. Even in this story, I see that the cross had worked and what it was meant to work in and it was meant to correct. And at the end of the day, I can see through this whole picture, it was working. It was well working. <laughs> Amen. I see it in the repentive thief. As he hung there and he was brung to his senses or brung to his right mind. He was like a prodigal, no doubt. Brung to, to, to mind and he realized that this, this man, this man is way more. This work that's going on here is way more. He didn't, he didn't even ask to be delivered from the cross. He, he didn't even ask that. He just said, remember, can I be with you? He said, I'm not worried about you helping me out of this. I, I just want to be with you. That's the work of the cross. I'm not worried about being disappointed. Oh, no, I just want to be with you. I'll die right here as long as I'm with you. So I see it. It was, it was working. It was in the midst. Things was happening. Uh, I see a centurion soldier who'd been part of the whole killing spree, had been part of the whole crucifixion. I see a centurion soldier that after, after watching all the display, after watching the glory of the cross, after watching the, the thing that was a, such a spectacle, the things that eternity sung about and the things that the sun refused to shine on, and hearing, hearing the messages that Jesus preached from the cross, seven little, seven little short messages, but powerful messages. And the last one, no doubt, gripping, as he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not. 
and he listened and he, he, he watched and he'd seen all this and, and finally it, well, it don't come out in this, in this particular gospel but in another gospel he says it like this surely this must have been the son of God oh it's working it's working everything that religion couldn't do and everything that his followers couldn't do and everything that culture couldn't do and, and the cross is repairing humanity You're a broke down human this morning. Oh, I tell you, look to the cross in this story this morning. It was working. It was working. It was working. I don't know much about this Simon Serini. I don't know much about him coming from somewhere else, just passing through, going into to the feast or whatever, going, moving through, passing through. I don't know what had happened, but he'd watched all this, and the Bible says they compelled him, and he took up and and once one gospel talks about how Jesus under the weight and he was he felt let moved to take up his cross and, and I tell you it was working. A stranger. A stranger probably just passing through. Got any strangers just passing through here this morning? Any strangers? Anybody just stop in this morning? Anybody just I think I'll just go to Walton. So I think I'll just stop by, see what's I said, got any strangers in here? I'm gonna tell you what, the cross is working working it's working it was repairing humanity it was doing the work but the thing that really got me was put verse 48 back up there chapter 23 Dustin this rip I, I said good gosh I didn't see that ever all the people all the same people the same crowd all the people all the other ones this conglomeration Ones that had been hollering crucified. Ones that were vehement, passionate, instant. Oh, no, no, no. Kill him. Kill him. I might let him. No, 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 no. Kill him. Instant, the Bible says. The Bible says they were instant in their, in their, in their radical oppression of what Pilate was trying to let him. No, 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 no. Kill him. Instant. Instant. This whole crowd, this whole mob mixed in there with some of them that had mocked. Some of them had laughed. Some of them had, had said, if he's the son of God, <laughs> tell him to come off there. <laughs> Jeering, making light. Same crowd. Bible don't give us names, don't need names because we know what this the crowd, we know what a crowd mentality does. Some of us have been in the crowd before. Said things, done things, acted things I'd have never done had I not been in the crowd. Get out of the crowd and wish they hadn't have done that. All the people that had came together to that sight. Get a look more than that would. Get a look. All the people that had come together to that site, to that crucifixion, to that place, that entire bunch, that entire crowd. The Bible says, the Bible says, looking, beholding, taking it in, reflecting, replaying, 
That's what this these two weeks was supposed to be about before the resurrection. It was supposed to be to reflect and behold and take in all that the cross was. They did that. They looked and things that were done. They thought back how the sun went dark. Thought back how the quakes. Thought back about how they run, how the religious readers run out of the temple and said, The veil, the veil, it's ripped. Thought back how the Bible even talks about how, how, how the graves had shifted and moved. And, and we ain't sure, but that looked a little bit like old, what's his name that's, you know, gone now for a while. Meditate, thinking back, looking back, studying on it, hearing, thinking back on what he said, thinking about how he handled himself, thinking back. I don't know what all it was, it's, but just looking at the cross. Here's what they did. What they do? Here's what they did. They, that might not mean us just, just yet. Might not. You know I found something where I wouldn't be bringing it out. Stood there that day, the whole crowd, the way the scripture, I'm, I, I might have been a lagger or two, but the whole crowd, thinking back, looking back, looking on the thing. I said, the cross is working. Here's the crowd that called it foolish and stupid and dumb. And then smote the breast. The only other place I can really locate this, this whole idea. Jesus taught it himself. Jesus taught about it. Jesus taught us about it. Mankind. It's in Luke. Same, same book, just three or four chapters back. Luke 18. Put it right there, Dustin. Let's read that. Two men, Jesus said, went up into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, one was a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, thank thee that I'm not as other men, extortion, unjust. So I'm really proud of myself, uh, and I'm not like this publican. I fast twice a week. I give tithes. All I possess, he's broken down humanity. Amen. And the publican, sitting far off, did not so much as lift up his eyes to heaven. cross was working smote upon his breast saying God whoa all of a sudden the crowd y'all know what I'm talking about there was a time we talked foolish we talked foolish about it there was a time we mocked it we scoffed it there's time we made fun of it. There was time. There was time. We said, that's got no place in my, there was times. And then there was another time when we saw the cross. It wasn't what they said. It was what was in their heart all of a sudden. All of a sudden, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The cross was working. The cross was correcting. It's the power and the wisdom of the cross. Because it works. It saves sinners. 
The Bible says, let me, let me finish this just so you can hear it. Verse 14, the Bible says that, that I tell you, this man, Jesus said, this man. This man. This man. This man went down to his house rather than, rather than the other that exalted himself. This man. This man. The cross was what the law couldn't do, what the law couldn't be. The law couldn't be correction. It couldn't. The law couldn't justify and satisfy the justice of God. Nor could the law repair a man's nature. But the cross. We see a nature, an entire nature. Fool! Nature! At really seeing the cross, at really beholding, at really taking it in, at really pulling it and, and seeing it. The cross is simply correction. It's correction. It's what it is. We ain't got time to look at all this. Maybe I'll do some of this on another other time. But if you study the book of Proverbs, it's talking about, about what makes us wise and what makes us foolish. And all of it's marked by correction. The wise is marked because, because of how they take correction. The foolish is marked by how they refuse correction. That's the whole book of Proverbs really in a nutshell. And ain't it true? Solomon's day is so far ahead of Christ, but he's seen it. It's the cross. The wisdom of God. The foolishness of men. What are we marked by? Marked by the cross. Or the foolishness of men. Did y'all connect that? The correction. The correction is in the cross. Paul, y'all get ready to come on. I want to say this, and then I'm going to get ready to close this thing up. Amen. Amen. Y'all come on. I want you, I want you, I'm going to leave you with this thought. I want you to think about this because it's the cross. I want you to hear this real plain because I don't know any other way. This might be me a little strong, but the, the cross is strong. The cross is very strong. If Jesus on the cross won't save you, listen, they know the way to the grave. If Jesus on the cross won't save you, When he comes and sets us his throne, he'll damn you. Now that's strong, but that's the truth. If the cross of Jesus Christ won't save you, well, when he comes and sits on his throne, he must damn you because it's the cross. We have to believe in the resurrection. We have to see, see through that. We have to be marked by all of that. 
We have to be marked. You sitting there today, maybe it's just your hour of greatest decision. It's where you're at. It's your greatest decision, and, and it's coming. It's the cross. It's the cross that you need to make wise decision with. It's the cross. Luke tells us, 9.23, he ain't got it, but I'm just going to share it with you. He says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. It's the cross. It's the cross. And our greatest temptation, let the cross correct you. In, in, in the hour of your greatest failure, let the cross correct you. Confessing our sins before him, for he is faithful and just to forgive. Let the cross. Look at our whole page of notes I ain't read yet. See the cross. 